0: Welcome to the Highway Church Podcast. We're excited that you would join us today and hope you're encouraged by the message you hear. If you'd like to know more, visit our website, highway.com.au. Well, it's great to be home. Great to be home. Got back uh, from India last night at about, I don't know, 8 o'clock or something. And, and, uh, you know, got home, did the housework, did all that I normally do, some mining <laughs> waiting for me and, and uh, yeah, but we had a great time. It, it, was, it was great to go back and, and uh, it's been years and we're the only white people there. It was really weird. Like we're the only white people anywhere. Like no one's going back to India. Like they're not going. The funny thing is there's no COVID there. Everywhere we went, we, I said, how's the COVID? No, there is none. We haven't had COVID for ages. You know, there's, you know, the old pocket here or there. But, you know, nothing. No one's wearing masks. No one's social distancing. That's good news for us, isn't it? Got something to look forward to. They've had some severe waves, and today it's, you know, no COVID. So, fantastic. Mind you, I was excited to get that negative test before I got on the plane. That was exciting. Um, but, you know, it, uh, it was great to catch up and, and uh, you know, we welcome all those online that are watching today as well. And, and so many uh, have been there over the years and have partnered with the, the you know, the ministry there and um, the people send their love. Uh, we heard the stories and I've got to tell you, it's overwhelming to know that through those years of... COVID, lockdowns, restrictions, I mean, you know, we had it tough, but I tell you what, they had it real tough. And the, the testimonies of thankfulness for what you did, um, just overwhelming, I mean, you fed them. Uh, for those who had COVID that were locked away, you know, no one would go near them because they had COVID, right? But you fed them you know, our ministries went in with food, even though they had COVID, and, and fed them and, and uh, kept them alive. And um, we, we went to the RT colony. You would remember years ago, we built 80 homes in this, uh, the rat catchers community. We call it RT colony today. But these guys were the poor of the poor. And, and we drove there to see how they were doing. And I gotta tell you, it was it was amazing to see they're flourishing, absolutely flourishing. These guys, after you know our first connection with them, you know the whole village came to Christ um, over a period of time, and and so when COVID hit, they were told you know put on masks and social distance. and They said no, no. The whole village fasted for 40 days, trusted God. And not one person in the whole village got COVID. Just outstanding in a, in, a, in a raging COVID sea around them, you know. It, be, their faith was just through the roof. Not one person got COVID, um, and so um, the rumors got out about this place that was blessed, you know. That and so well, I think there's about 240 originally, but you know they're, they're about 480 now. It, it doubled. People came from everywhere because they were being blessed and, uh, and, and by you. I and mean, we know that, you know, God is, uh, you know, we give him the praise and the glory, but practically you guys are sponsors, so near to that place, you know, the new life colony, which was that leper colony we rebuilt, you know, all of their homes for and everything. One person got COVID in, in the whole village, you know, and, and they're healthy because you fed them. You fed them incredible. And um, um, over at the Likudapudi village, you know, where we had our children's home and we, we relocated them from a home structure to a, a, like a foster care structure in this village, fairly unheard of in India. And uh, Stevie will give you more of these details, you know, as we get to RT Sunday and, and so forth. But, you know, we have pioneered a whole new structure there for children and taking away the institution style and putting them into like a foster care style, which is unheard of over there. But we we, we bless the whole village. So when they sponsor a child in that village, they actually sponsor the whole village. It's a community centre, we feed the, the kids every morning, we educate them, we put them in school, which is unheard of for some of these kids. We put them in school. And, uh, and so um, we went over there and... And they are just flourishing. We've got, we've got projects there that you know, um, you know, people. We lend them money to start a business, and one lady bought a buffalo, and, and one lady bought goats, didn't she? She bought goats, and she's been breeding these goats and selling off the, uh, you know, the kids. Not, the, <laughs> not her kids, but you know, the, the goats, and. Um, Look, it is just eye-watering when you see. But the thing that overwhelmed me the most was that these guys, they were healthy. Like, they, you wouldn't think they'd gone through two years of the hardship they've gone through. They were flourishing. They were beaming. They were well. There were little kids everywhere. Like, I think they've multiplied in number. You know, it is just outstanding. You don't do that in a... In, in a drought or, or in, a, or in a, a bad season. You do that when, when you flourish. And uh, because of you and, and a lot of the um, sponsors, and, you know, you, you, you've got to go someday and see what you've done. It is just amazing, um, the lives that have been changed. But today's Palm Sunday, as you may notice. Uh, Palm Sunday, and uh, it's a significant day leading up to um, Easter, of course. And it's recorded in all four Gospels. But I want to look at the account in Luke chapter 19 today. Verse 35 to 42, you know, uh, they went, they got the donkey, brought it to Jesus. Um, They said in verse 35, they brought it to Jesus threw their cloaks on the colt and put Jesus on it. As he went along, people spread their cloaks on the road. When he came near the place where the road goes down, the Mount of Olives, the whole crowd of disciples began joyfully to praise God in loud voices for all the miracles he had done. Blessed is the King who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. I want to look at three things here that Jesus expressed. The first one we know that he saw in verse 41. It says there that, you know, when he approached Jerusalem, he saw the city. Let's take a moment and think about that. He, he saw the city. In this context, Jesus is in a parade. He's the honored one on the, on the donkey, you know, the people are waving palm branches around him. They're, you know, they're shouting out, you know, Hosanna, Hosanna. And, and uh, they're moving, you know, down towards Jerusalem. And Jesus is in that atmosphere. But then he saw Jerusalem. He saw Jerusalem. And in the middle of that celebration, his eyes were fixed upon the people. Of Jerusalem. His eyes were fixed upon the heart of the people. He saw through the religion. He saw through the tradition. <coughs> he saw through the their, their spiritual blindness and he fixed their eyes upon, his eyes upon their heart. Their heart. They They had all the commandments. They knew with their rituals they would obey the law and and by obeying the law, you know, they felt like, you know, they they were good, it was was all good. But Jesus came to challenge all of that. We know in Luke 6, uh, verse 45, it says, A good man brings things out of the good stored in his heart. And the evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in his heart. For the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. And I, I don't think people realise that, you know, that man looks at the outward appearance, but God always looks upon the heart. He always, he's not fooled, folks. We can fool our neighbours, we can fool people at work and, you know, colleagues, but but God looks straight at our heart and we'll never, never fool God. And I think if we really knew that, if we really believed that God looks upon our heart, our life would resemble the teachings of Jesus. We would be a reflection of who Jesus is. And we've been talking a lot about that lately. You know, before I went away, we're talking about the carnal mind versus the spiritual mind. And you remember what Je- Jesus said to Peter? He said, "You know, you're thinking with, you know, um, the concerns of man, not the concerns of God." There's two different ways we approach things. Closer we get to the spirit of God, I must change. I must change. The closer I get to the Spirit of God, Moses went up to the mountain. He came back shining with the glory of God. The closer we get to God, we must change. Religion won't challenge you. Tradition won't challenge you. But when God looks upon the heart, we must change. And then I have a testimony to the world. Then I have a testimony to my neighbours, my my work colleagues. It's like, well, hey, what's happened to you? You're changed. You're different. I used to know you this and now you're this. What's, What's that about? That's your testimony. That's your testimony. So Jesus looked upon the heart of Jerusalem. And number two today, he wept. Verse 41 again, as he approached Jerusalem, he saw the city. Then he wept over it. He saw the hearts. Forget the celebration. Forget all this, you know, all this stuff that's happening around me. I see your heart. And he wept. He wept. Jesus knew what he was bringing to the table. He knew what he was bringing. He knew he wanted everyone to share in this amazing salvation that he was bringing to the table. He, he wanted so much for them. But he saw their heart and he, he wept. He knew they wouldn't receive it. it broke his heart. Broke his heart. I don't think Jesus wept because he, he knew he was going to the cross. But because of the hardness of their hearts. The hardness of their hearts. And there's only, there's only one word for it. And it's called rebellion. See, ever since the Garden of Eden, it's always been the same. It's always been the same. It's always been the cause of man's downfall. The gospel message is so simple. We receive salvation and then we obey what Jesus says. The result of that, the fruit of that, life gets better and better and better. I mean, it's so simple, isn't it? We receive salvation. I know for me, I found God to be real, which was a shock for me. I knew about religion. I'd seen a bit of that in our neighbourhood, but... Wasn't impressed, but when I found God, I said, "Wait a minute! This God stuff's real. This God stuff's real." So once I stepped into that, knowing, "Wait a minute! This is, this is not a religion. This is, this is a relationship here." And once I understood that, that was then. It was like, "Well, whatever He tells you to do, do it." It's that simple. Mary told the, you know, the servants at the wedding, you know, whatever he tells you to do, do it. Turn water into wine. Miracle happened, like that. Life gets better and better and better, I can guarantee it, until we say no. (laughs) Until we say no. Until we think we've got a better idea. Hey, wait a minute, have you thought of this, God? I've been pondering on this. Actually, I've studied quite deep into it, Lord. I think you're in error on this one. Till we say no. There's a part of our fallen nature that, that wants to do it without God. And it's, our, it's the enemy. It's the enemy of having the blessed life. It's the enemy of having the blessed life. Genesis 1-4. You know it says then they said come let us build ourselves a city with a tower that reaches to the heavens so that we may make a name for ourselves otherwise we'll be scattered over the face of the whole earth Do you remember that They they made they made clay bricks they burned them so that they were rock solid They used tar for mortar right to join these bricks together why so it was waterproof. Why? Because they remember the flood. Do you remember when, when mankind decided to live without God, do their own thing and God sent the flood? Do You remember that? Well, they did. They don't "Wait a minute. We're going to build a tower to the heavens. It's going to be waterproof. And if God tries to pull that flood stuff again, we're ready. We've been to university. We, we know all about this. We're smart now. We're smart. We're going to build this tower, flood come. Hey, we're, we're good. We're good. And what is that? We'll do our own thing and make a name for ourselves. Make a name for ourselves. Folks, I've got to tell you, You'll never get a hard heart from obedience. Listen to me. You will never get a hard heart from obedience. That's a good, I could stop there. We could all go home now. And you would have a better life if you obeyed that. You would have a better life. It's that simple, it's that easy. But every time we rebel, our heart gets a little harder. We see it in our children, don't we? Actually, we excuse it in our children. Oh, you know, little Ichabod, he's just, you know, he's just strong-willed. He's just a strong-willed just A little Icky, he's just a little bit stubborn, you know. No, he's rebellious. And it needs to be dealt with. Come on, pull out that naughty blanket. Put him in, uh, what do you call it now? Time out. See, if all those criminals in prison had a had time out when they were younger, (laughs) the jails would be empty today. Amen? No, it's just rebellion. It's in all of us. We all get a choice. It's that simple. God sees the heart and he looks for the obedient one to pour out his blessing and favour. I mean, don't we do that with our kids? You know, when our kids are are good, (laughs) when our kids are good, don't we want to bless them? Sure do. When they're rebellious, you're not thinking of blessing them, are you? Well, God's the ultimate parent. Why would it be different for him? The third thing we see here, Is that he challenged in verse 42? He said, If you, even you, had only known on this day what would bring you peace, but now it's hidden from your eyes. He saw, he saw their hearts, how hard their hearts were. He wept over them because he wanted so much for them, far more than they wanted for themselves. And now we challenge them not to miss this opportunity. Not to miss this opportunity. Man, generations were waiting for this day. Generations looked to the future for the day Messiah would come and never saw it. But this was the generation. These were the ones where Messiah had come. And they missed it. They missed it. The truth was that they longed for the day. But they never prepared for the day. Listen, that is a word, a caution for the church at large today. We can long for better days. We can long for the return of Christ. We can long for God to do, you know, all he wants to do. But we've got to prepare for that. We've got to prepare for whatever comes next. Not get comfortable, not get complacent, not, not sit back and, oh, this is what we do. Good now, said the prayer, I'm in. No, 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 prepare, prepare. He challenges us to prepare. And that's good news for us as a church because we know. They didn't know. They didn't get it. They didn't see it. But you and I know, and now is our time to prepare so we don't miss our day of visitation. I'm excited about this season. I'm excited about what is ahead of us. We've just been smashed and crashed and shaken. Now it's time to start again, to build again. We can do it better this time. We can do it stronger this time. We learned so much from the past. Amen? Now we can launch. You're not excited. You're not excited at all. Come on, I see it. I know the potential. I know we can multiply, increase. I know some of the shaking is taking a bit of oxygen out of our lungs. Maybe we need to shake off a little bit of complacency. You know, two years off, everything. Two years off. And the thing I've noticed is that, you know, when you create a gap, something will fill it. Amen? You create a void, something will fill that. Now's the time to step up and overcome and strengthen who we are as believers who we are as believers. can't build our faith on the good days. You've got to build your faith on trials. Now's our chance. Now's our opportunity to build our faith, to strengthen who we are as believers. Amen? This is the hour. This is the hour where we stand together. This is the hour where we stand strong. We rise above. Not in a good day. Remember the good days before COVID? Remember those good days? They're gone. Great. Now we can build again. Now we can rise up stronger. You say, I'm tired. I'm a bit beaten up. Yeah, I know that. But those scars taught us something. They taught us something. And for us men in the room, chicks dig scars. So... we've been we've been through some battles and we've overcome them amen i believe this i don't know about you you're not really giving me much of an indication but i'll tell you this as a pastor post covid i'm shocked at those who shrunk back i'm 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 shocked at those who have shrunk back, that COVID could do that? Really? My faith's bigger than that. My God's bigger than that. I'm not shrinking back. I'm not dropping the tools. I'm not, you know, hands in the air. No way. We have a mission, amen? We we are the church of Jesus Christ. We are the body of Christ. No way. We're shrinking back. Kelvey was too valuable for that to take place. Lives depend, generations, your generations depends on your strength, your faith to rise up in this hour, and to set the bar. This is who we are, people. Kids, grandkids, great-grandkids, this is who we are. Beat that. Rise above that. We're going to give you a platform to build. Well, I'm excited about it. Listen to this. If you run with the footmen and they have worn you out, how will you contend with chariots? Who knows that scripture in the Bible? Listen to me, Highway Church. If you run with the foot and they've worn you out, what are you going to do when the chariots come? If you've made it through COVID and you're done, like you're over, you're finished now, if you can't, if you can't rise up in a COVID season, what do you do when something bigger hits our shore? Amen? Now's the time to prepare. Now's the time to build our faith. Now's the time to find God in the supernatural, in the provision. To build our faith. Amen? For the days ahead. I tell you, we live in a crazy world right now. Amen? We live in a crazy world right now. I don't want to be an alarmist, but I am a realist. And in a few years' time, we might need all the faith we have, all the faith we can build in this season. Don't miss your day. Don't miss your day. Now is the time to build your faith. And you'll be victorious whatever comes, whatever happens. That's his plan for your life. That's his plan for your life. He's the soccer dad on the on the sidelines. He's saying, Come on. That's it. Get up again. Come on. We can win this. Come on, you'll get a trophy. Amen. comes back to our heart church I want you to think about your heart <clears throat> and you know you may have disappointment you may have unforgiveness you may have been treated real bad by people in your world I'm sorry about that I, I don't want that for you but if it's happened it's happened But we can't live there. We've got to get this right. We've got to soften our heart. We've got to start to obey the things of Christ. Obey the things of Christ. Obey the living of Christ. I was reminded this morning when I was praying that it's more about the heart than you think. I remember a story I've told you before, but there was a preacher who had a dream. And uh, he dreamed he, he died and went to heaven and there was a long line of people and he was standing behind the long line of people and Jesus was up the front. And he was sort of watching, you know, down the line to see what was happening. And, he, and Jesus was leaning over to the side of someone, and he was whispering something. And then the person would answer and they'd go to the right or the left. And the preacher's like, oh, I wonder what Jesus is asking. He's oh, I wonder, maybe he's saying, well, what did, what did you do on earth? So he started to rehearse, right? He started to rehearse. You know, oh, well, you know, we built a church and we had missions. Um, you know, we had multiple sites and you know, the numbers were going, we had good offerings and, you know, all that. And the line was getting smaller and smaller and smaller till he got to Jesus himself. And he's ready, like he's ready. He's got the whole spiel, you know, this is what I've done for you, like, put me on the good side, whatever. And Jesus leans over his shoulder and he whispered in his ear, he said this, he said, Did you learn to be kind? you learn to be kind not about what we do it's about who we are and if you want to get that right the closer you get to him he'll show you and your world will be blessed and your generations will flourish because that's his plan for your life Let me pray for you this morning. Father, I thank you so much for your word. This Palm Sunday, they celebrated you. They celebrated you, Lord. (coughs) And in all of that, in all of that celebration, your eyes were upon the heart of the people. Because you knew. You knew what you had for them. And you knew they'd miss out if their heart was hard. So Lord, I thank you for each one today that, that we catch that revelation in our time, in our, in our opportunity right now, Lord, that you've given us. That we, each one of us, Lord, will draw closer to you and and soften our heart. That we would be changed from the inside out, from glory to glory. That we would reflect your unconditional love, your goodness, your kindness to our world. Because we know you. Amen. Amen. I don't know everybody here today, but I'll just take one minute that I don't know what you thought church was, if you're here for the very first time, maybe on home, you're at, at, online at home you're watching and you don't go to church, you probably have this opinion of church. That many have it, I, I used to have an opinion of church and it wasn't pleasant. But I'll tell you today, I was wrong. Because I had an opinion of man's church, I didn't know Jesus. And if you know Jesus, the whole thing changes. You see different. I I really want that. I really want you to have an opportunity, whether you're at home or sitting here today, I want you to have an opportunity to get to know Jesus. Not the traditions, not the religion, not the title over the door, but the Saviour, the Son of God who sees your heart, he sees your heart. You might think you've done this, done that, done you? you I'm, I'm a good person. I haven't killed anyone. I haven't, you know, murdered. I haven't stole, I haven't robbed a bank. I'm a good person. I'm telling you today, that's not our call. That's His call and He sees your heart. The only way to be sure is to get to know Him and allow Him to slowly change your heart. Then you can be guaranteed, guaranteed of whatever the future brings. I'm going to ask you today, if you're bold enough, if you're bold enough. You say, yeah, that's me. Put your hand right up now. You say, yeah, that, that, that's, that's me. I, I, want, I want to get to know Jesus Christ. At home, I, and soon you'll have a link on the, on the website you can go to. But is anybody here today? Say, so, yeah, that's me. That's me, I'm, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this. I'm going to get close to it. I'm going to find out what all this is about. It's the best decision you'll ever make. One more time, anybody, quick. Give me a wave. No. God bless you. Good to be home. And um, we'll see you tonight at five o'clock. Thanks for joining us. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. If you'd like to get in contact with us or find out more about Highway Church, go to highway.com.au.